The Bible says the righteous choose their friends carefully. But who are our friends? In this season of division and chaos in our country, it can be hard to know who to trust and who not to trust. And in my opinion, no people group has been more maligned as untrustworthy than police officers. In this podcast, I had a chance to sit down with my friend whose husband is a police officer. I wanted to know her perspective on whether police officers can be counted amongst our friends and how to help our children learn who can be trusted. Her insights were helpful to me, so stick around and listen in. I hope they'll be helpful to you. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. I am so happy to be sitting here in this little closet with my friend, Wendy. Thank you for having me. This is such a joy. Thank you for inviting me into this space. And I have to say, this closet is in your basement, in your daughter's room, and I am so impressed. (laughs) This closet is so clean. I'm thinking that our next podcast together needs to be about how to teach our teenagers to keep clean closets. This is really impressive. (laughs) I'm just so excited that it's this closet that we chose because this just happens to be my child that keeps everything nice and neat. So I'm blessed for that. Very good. Well, I am impressed. I must say I am impressed. So here we are in yet another closet um, to record this podcast. And Wendy, I am really excited to talk to you about our topic this week. And for those of you that are listening, I want to tell you just a little bit about my friend, Wendy. She is a teacher extraordinaire. The first time I saw her teach was when I was in a gym with about 200 elementary children. And I was at a school that I didn't know that Wendy taught at. And I'm in this gym with all these children who are talking and having a great time. And and we were getting ready to have a performance. And Wendy stepped in front of these children and immediately got all their attention with Mm. kindness and love and Mm. authority. And it was so genuine and it was so beautiful. You were such an amazing teacher that you instantly grabbed the attention of scores of children. Thank you so much for saying that. I just think that there's so much to be said when you are doing what you are called to do. And I know that God has called me to be a teacher and um, to step in front of children is just something that God has called me to do. And I love it. It's a joy. 
I believe it. Mm-hmm. Watching you, and I will have to add to brag on you, mm-hmm. it wasn't but two or three months later that <laughs> I heard that Wendy won Teacher of the Year that year oh. for her school. So <laughs> obviously other people see how extraordinary you are. And I do want to talk to you more about that education piece in another podcast. But right now I want to talk to you specifically because of another thing that is true of your life, and that is that you are a police officer's wife. Yes, we are a police officer family and so proud of it. I think that the conversations we've been having right now during this crisis are so valuable and important for my 19-year-old, my 16-year-old, my 14-year-old, and for myself as my husband's wife um, to know that we support him completely in what he's doing. It's important to have these conversations with our kids. How long has your husband been a police officer? He has been a police officer for 27 years. 27 years. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, Wendy's husband obviously has served our country for a long time. I do know that he has been in very difficult situations, including a really difficult, horrific situation five or six years ago. And in that situation, he actually was one of the first responders and literally saved a woman's life. Yes, he wouldn't be the first person to talk about that situation as most men or women that are true heroes. they It's not something they talk about. They do it because... That's what they're trained to do, and they they love what they do, and they're trained to do it. If I can just say this about that particular story, your husband helped save a young woman's life. She would have died, except that he did for her what he did. And I have the privilege of meeting her mm. when your family brought her to church for a special service. Mm. I don't know. Three or four months later? Yeah, I think that um, with this particular situation, the young woman, um, other police officers had come up to this young woman and they said, we need to go on. We need to move to the next victim. And my husband had said, no, let's, let's do this. I am willing to risk to take her out. And he did. And she, only by the grace of God, she lived it she should never have lived and she did and my husband formed a relationship with her so out of the horrific tragedy that was happening around this situation beauty came from it because my husband invested in this young woman's life and shared Christ with her and talked with her and visited her in the hospital so it wasn't about just taking her out of the situation. It was about investing in making that important to him so that he could share that with his own family and show them what that looks like. That's amazing. It's an incredible story. Mm. And I know there's many other stories besides that that show what a hero he is. But I think that story in particular lends to the conversation that I specifically want to have with you today. And that's about the idea or the question about police officers being our friends. 
And the reason that I bring that up specifically is because the verse that goes along with this podcast is Proverbs 12, 26. And it says, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And I want to talk about the concept that your husband as a police officer, that police officers in general, they're being given such a bad rap right now. It's so wrong that in our country, a few bad ones are painting the image of all of them. That's not fair. It's not right. Because I believe the truth is that most are like your husband. But would you tell me Like, help me think more about that. Share with me from the perspective of a police officer's wife, a police officer's family. Are they our friends? How? Why? And how do we know? I think that's such a great question, especially right now, where we are in our country in the crisis that we are being faced with. Unfortunately, there are cops out there that are not doing what they need to be doing. And there are officers that are not with the integrity that they need to have. But there are officers that are integrable. They have integrity. They are called to do what they they do. Like my husband, who has served for 27 years, he was asked the other day, is now the time to get out of police work? Now's the time. He said, no, this This is more of a time for me to stand up and do the right thing to show others that we are doing the right thing. So unfortunately, we've been in such a turbulent time with um, with our country and our family, sending our husband and our father off to work to be on the front lines of these protests has been unnerving. But we sit back and we pray over him. We um, serve. We serve him by praying while he's gone. We know that um, they're they're in their riot gear to protect them, to know that they're safe because they need to come home to their family. We want our husband to come home. My children want their daddy to come home at night. So while the majority of the protesters are peaceful, it only takes one or two to not be peaceful. While the majority of police officers are are great, it only takes one or two to give you um, a sour a sour feeling. But my husband had an opportunity as he was on the front lines of a protest just the other day in his riot gear with his gas mask on with one of the speakers speaking to him, really shouting at him. Um, I don't see no riot here. Why are you in your riot gear? And he had the opportunity to have a conversation with her through his gas mask and say, I'd love to hear your point of view. I would love to hear your perspective. And she wanted to hear his perspective and they wanted to talk it through and see what it was about. But under the circumstances, it's not the place. But being willing to open up and being willing to say, I want to have that conversation with you, that's where it starts. And it's not when my husband's in his gas mask. It's when he can sit down and have a cup of coffee with someone and hear their perspective. So how do we know that they're friends? It's in those conversations. It's in the understanding. It's in seeing somebody else's perspective. Um, I've taught my children, my husband um, and I, when we are out, I always stop the police officers 
that I see that are working. I shake their hand. I say hello to them. We start a conversation. I guess I've been doing this so long now that my my own 14-year-old son now just goes up to the police officers and does it without me. So it's it's what you do. It's it's those little things um, that show them that these police officers are your friends or how do we know that they're our friends? We have these conversations with them. So this is something that you have modeled for your kids through the years. Right. I think even when you you don't realize that you're being a model for your kids, they're watching. They're watching everything you do. And then all of a sudden when they go out and do it on their own and you didn't realize that they were watching, it, it makes you proud. It makes you proud of um, that you're listening to God and you're doing what God has called you to do. I have a question about that because I have, of course, heard the phrase that being a police officer is a choice. Talk to me about that because I see the I see the statement of that. I hear the statement of that. But I wonder how that comes across to you as a police officer's wife and family. I think as a wife of a police officer that is um, so incredible and has honesty and integrity and does the right thing, I can say without a doubt, my husband was called to be a police officer. Yes, it was not necessarily his choice. And in these uncertain times, I think it would be easier to step away from it. I think it would be easier to say, you know what, there's too much going on. Uh, it's it's dangerous. It's It's not for me. I want to come home to my family every day. He's actually been called by God to be in this profession. And so for that, he has to bring forth everything that he knows to be true and speak that and, and be that for for everyone around him when he's on the job and when he's not on the job as well. So when somebody says, you know, he chose that profession, I say, gosh, there's a lot of professions he could have chose that we could have made a lot more money. We could have um, been safer. As a matter of fact, we used to be in the car and my three children would be in the backseat. And I, as Tasha was saying earlier, I am a teacher. And I remember my husband looking at them and saying, you know, your mom and I could do different professions. We're educated. We have master's degrees. There's other things that we could do, but this is exactly where God has called us. And we would not be happy or satisfied if we were doing something that God had not called us to do. So that's, that was really the lesson that we had taught our children, that it doesn't matter how much money you're making or, or where you are if you're doing what God has asked you to do. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Wendy, I so appreciate you sharing your heart and part of your family story in this. I wonder if there's anything else that you would want to tell us from the perspective of a police officer's wife, as a family that's committed yourself to public service and remain in that service during the season that is just pretty horrific. I think as I think about it, there has been, for 27 years, this is all we've known. We've been married for 21 years. This is all my children know. This is our life. This is our world and our what we do. 
during this time has been really difficult for us. Um, we've been told, don't tell anyone that you're a police officer, that your dad's a police officer. Don't tell anyone that you, you're married to a police officer. You're in such danger. And what I want to say is our God is, is greater than that. Our God is, is faithful. And just as my husband will continue to serve because that's what he's been asked to do, we're going to continue to be proud of who he is and what he does and know that he can make a difference in other officers' lives because of the man that he is and because of the way he serves. He's making a difference. And because he's making a difference as his family, we're going to be behind him. And we're going to tell everyone we know that he's a police officer because we're proud of him. And I would just encourage other families as you're out there that not all police officers are bad and help your family because there might come a time that you need a police officer. And what will that look like for your family? Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That is so encouraging with this verse. The righteous choose their friends carefully. Yes. As I was studying that verse, that idea of choosing and careful, it's almost the idea of being a detective Mm. and spying out and looking at the attributes before you make a decision. And I love the concept and, and the idea of having conversations along the way and seeing police officers' character along the way, just when you see them at Starbucks or at the grocery store, however that plays out in life, that you can see that there are many, if not most, who are our friends that we can carefully choose and that, thank God, are there for us and our families when we need them. Yes. So thank you for sharing. And thank you for being my friend, willing to welcome me into your daughter's closet. (laughs) Yes, Yes, you know you are a true friend when you can bring your friend into your daughter's closet. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, God bless you, Wendy. I just pray over you and your family. And I thank you for your sacrifice Mm -hmm. and your service for our country. And we thank you, Tasha, for listening to God and doing exactly what God has called you to do. And to share this information with everyone. We're just so blessed and I'm so blessed to just know you and and know this Family Disciple Me ministry. It's amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Wendy. (laughs) Well, that closet was a humble recording studio. But personally, as I process and prepare to teach the truth of Proverbs 12.26 to my own family, I so appreciated Wendy's perspective of how that principle applies to how we view police officers and those who serve our country. The discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast can be found in the show notes, along with many other relevant discipleship conversations. Remember, it starts with a conversation about this topic, too. As we close, I want to pray our blessing just a little bit differently than normal. Now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us as a country. May he turn his countenance toward us. And in the midst of our national crisis and the chaos we are facing, may he give us peace with him and with one another.